This is the PSA Podcast, where we deep dive into the business of technology and automation. Welcome back to the PSA Podcast, where we deep dive into the business of technology and automation. I'm Marty Wolf, and with me in the studio today is Mike McHale, and Mike is the CEO of PSA Systems. That stands for Production Systems Automation. Mike, we're back for another show. Another show. Good afternoon, Marty. Good, good afternoon, and I guess we have a gentleman by the name of Jason McCurdy, and he'll be joining us today, so would you like to do a brief intro? Absolutely. Jason is the um, works for the Phillips Haas Corporation, and uh, Phillips Haas is uh, the local Haas uh, factory outlet uh, that we work with here in the uh, Northeast, and they, they cover the country. And Jason is the head of their uh, robotics and automation department. He's the manager of that department. And uh, Jason, uh, welcome to the show today. And uh, why don't you give us a little background on yourself and a little bit of background on Phillips Haas. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today, guys. Uh, excited about this opportunity to share the good word about automation as we look for the future. Certainly, I have been probably in management and sales for probably more years than I care to admit. I've worked for the last decade with Ellison Machinery out in Arizona, uh, basically selling machine tools for Haas Automation, among others. Certainly worked toward building an automation platform uh, that we stood on out there and bringing that knowledge to the Phillips Corporation. The Phillips Corporation is an incredible organization. It was founded in 1961 by Albert Phillips. It was one of the original Haas dealers out on the East Coast, representing almost 12 states. It's now grown to one of the largest distributors for Haas Automation in the world with over 160 partners under our umbrella. Organization that represents about $160 million. Uh, we sell on average in 2018, I think we sold just north of 1,100 Haas machines in that year. Uh, we have over 19,000 Haas machines in service and uh, supporting those effectively. And uh, my job is to come on board and create the platform as to which we will stand on for robotics and automation. Um, okay. As we've learned over the course of the last several years, automation is a way for us not only to compete domestically, but also internationally in terms of platform, whenever it uh, in reference to machine tending. Uh, so that will be my job as we push forward. Okay, so I guess that's where your relationship with the PSA uh, has taken place. So maybe, Mike, why don't you talk about your relationship with Haas and PSA? Yeah. So, Jason, thanks for the in the intro to yourself and the company. And, yeah, PSA, we are a – we're basically a Haas shop in the sense that all of our machine tools, our CNC tools, are all Haas equipment. So we have a, a relationship with Phillips Haas to – help with automation in our territory, uh, among others. And our goal is to help Jason and the Haas team roll automation out to their clients. Mm, okay. So um, so let's get specific. What are some examples of the work that you two guys would do? What industries are you working in together or separately? Mike, maybe start with you, Mike, and then go to Jason. Yeah, the first thing that we're working, we're working on local machine shops, small machine shops uh, that might have you know, a handful of tools trying to put automation into those shops, mostly on the UR robotic side. Uh, a lot of UR um, collaborative machine tool tending um, is a big move in the marketplace, and that's 
one of the uh, one of the goals of uh, Philips Haas at this point. Philips Haas is a distributor for UR Robotics. Mm-hmm. That's how our relationship sort of started. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, you want to dive into your relationship with UR and how that has has come about and developed? Absolutely. So, and as we went to look toward this platform and really try to strategically. Uh, attach ourselves to partners, whether that be integrators such as PSA with Mike and his team, or whether that be with the robotics platform that we stand behind. Uh, We quickly identified Universal Robots as being the industry leader with almost 40,000 of their robots in place now as we approach 2019 and that year end. Uh, It's just an incredible platform on what these guys have been able to accomplish. Essentially, it was two guys out of Denmark that created a platform on which robotics was able to get away from the traditional mythology of script coding and the cumbersome tediousness of that and really put it into a form where we could uh, essentially launch those platforms into our smaller machine shops, helping them with labor costs, but also helping them drive more bottom line profitability back toward their company uh, in an effort to help them grow. Yeah, and I, th- I think, you know, to, to jump on Jason's point there, um, you know, obviously we, we know that there's a skilled labor shortage um, for qualified tradespeople to be working in shops to actually tend the equipment um, to actually produce parts. So the small machines, from small machine shops to large machine shops are looking to automate and they have flexible automation and the flexible automation, you know, is really driven by UR at this point. And this increased uptime on, the Haas machine tools is going to help those those businesses become more profitable and stay in business and be able to compete on a much global base, much larger global basis. Are you seeing those issues, Jason? Is that what you're hearing from most of the most of the machine shops um, that you're you're we, meeting with? We absolutely are. In fact, uh, the reason that I came to Phillips and thought this was an incredible opportunity over the course of the last decade. I can't tell you how many times I would walk into a machine shop and they would tell me I would buy another machine tool from you tomorrow if I had an operator to put in front of it. Really, what we want to do is try to solve that problem. Effectively, as we know, the labor shortage is a real um, is a real problem in our industry and certainly gets exponentially greater every day Uh, with 10,000 baby boomers reaching retirement age every day right now. And 27% of that labor force is attached to the machine, the machining industry. Uh, we really see an opportunity for us to grow and kind of support uh, those organizations as they continue to grow and really help them by allowing us to come in and show them through robotics and ease uh, and, uh, and lift a burden off of them to maintain their uh, ability to be competitive in both uh, the domestic and the international markets. Yeah, and part of part of the automation also allows machine shops like PSA and, and other machine shops to keep those very expensive tool centers that we're buying from Philips Haas running more hours during the day. Um, for instance, if we're, we're going to be running a, a part on a day shift and one of our operators doesn't show up, now we can't run parts, the machine doesn't run, um, that's lost revenue, that's lost income, um, that that drastically affects our business. So even on the the automation is going to help drive um, the sales of of more machine tools, like Jason said. So let me ask this question: Is automation a word that 
is replacing talent? Do you still need talent uh, in these machines, or is the automation just making it easier? Um, that's a layperson asking a stupid question, but give me some feedback on that. Jason, did you hear that question? Yeah, Marty, I think that's a great question, and I think it goes, um, you know, what we're trying to do is to put those people in more skilled positions. Okay. You know, the dangerous, dull, and dirty work of the world, it's very hard to get the, uh, you know, whatever generation we're talking about now, but the younger generation coming in, uh, pick your letter. But that being said, um, as they come more into the market, we see those guys not really wanting to tackle those types of jobs. Essentially, they would be reallocated into a way that would help the company grow by adding value-added skill sets to the job and the organization uh, as opposed to just standing in front of a machine tool loading a vice all day. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. I mean, the, uh, you know, the younger talent uh, is not looking to do those uh, dirty, dangerous jobs. Um, they will program and learn programming and learn advanced skills, but the, the kind of dull sit in front of a machine eight yeah. hours a day is, is kind of difficult to fill those positions. Jason, I'm really going to put you on the spot here. Um, you'll be ready, I know. Um, so <laughs> as you're traveling about the countryside, yes, uh, the shortage of uh, skilled labor is an issue. Give me an example or two of someone who you see. Let's take PSA off off this discussion for a minute. Someone who you see, you don't have to name the company, that they're they're recruiting well, they're using the tools that we're discussing. Uh, do you have any examples how, how they're doing that and how they're doing that well? In terms of using the tools? Yeah, using the tools. How are they recruiting and retaining people using the tools that you offer or are the things that we're talking about? Absolutely. I think as in terms of automation, what is unique about this platform, certainly as it pertains to universal robots, is its simplicity. Essentially, if you can use an iPhone or an iPad, then this gives you the ability to come on board, and within a few minutes, I can teach you how to do a simple pick-and-place operation. I think that takes it out of what used to be uh, the mindset of all of us, is that we had to have a skilled professional uh, that was there to write script coding and get these uh, robots up and running and operable. At this point, that's simply not the case. Mm. The robot, in fact, is the easiest part as we take a hold of this platform and push forward. Uh, really, uh, as we're learning and we're growing and evolving into this, uh, this market, uh, we see the connectivity, and those things are the things that Phillips' organization is going to make easy. We're going to take that same model that Haas has created where we represent 80% of everything that's done in the machine tool world. We don't represent the bottom 20 and we don't represent the top 10% cutting at the micron level in Inconel. Uh, what we do is we represent that 80% in the middle and we believe that's where our job shops lie. And so those job shops that need additional support and help, it will be our job to come out and create that platform. So essentially these guys can come in and hit the easy button, and then we'll build that back-end operation system on their behalf, allowing them to put workers in more skilled positions and help with better retention of those workers as they push forward. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a spot-on point. You know, and, and where PSA fits in with Haas is the uh, engineering of the cart systems, the loading systems, 
advanced tool holding that's outside of you know spec items from Haas um, and any advanced engineering that has to go into it. And Jason was right that the robot becomes one of the the, the simpler parts of it. Mm. Maybe that the end of arm tool that's on the robot <clears throat> needs to be designed, and that's pretty complicated. Maybe the uh, tool holdings complicated, and then Haas is going to help with the interaction of those systems into the into the machine tool that in the past had been done, you know, probably in in various um, you know various ways of complexity mm-hmm. to integrate into the CNC. Hmm. So. Boy, I'm asking you the tough questions, you know, Jason. But you're you're doing really well. You've practiced or something, you know. So, so as you're well, as you're sitting with your fellow managers and team members, what does 2020 look like for you from your Haas perspective, Haas Phillips or Phillips Haas perspective, and how you're going to deal with the PSAs of the world? So, what's your strategic plan? What are you guys talking about? Well, we talk about strategizing to partner ourselves and align ourselves with great companies like Mike and PSA, uh, really because they represent what we try to represent here at Phillips. So we want our core to align. We're we're customer-centric. We try to provide the best solutions for our customers as we push forward. Uh, Certainly, Mike and his organization represents that. But we quickly realize that our expertise is in the manufacturing and the machining of the world. Mm-hmm. So we need to align ourselves with partners that have an, an explicit and uh, critical expertise in fields that we may not have encountered yet. So we look to Mike and his organization to come alongside of us and us partner together, bringing two sets of skill sets together uh, under one umbrella to provide the perfect solution for our client base. One cannot be done without the other. Uh, and we realize that, and so we try to align ourselves with partners that are complementary of our uh, our skill set. Yeah, that's perf- perfectly said. I mean, we're uh, being a, being a Haas shop ourselves. We just feel that uh, we have a, a, a you know advanced knowledge of Haas equipment because we use it on a daily basis, mm-hmm. uh, and we know how it, it operates and the the right ways to use it and the wrong ways to use it. And you listen, it doesn't. You know, robotics doesn't fit in every application, and Haas doesn't fit in every application. But I think we, you know, like Jason said, we're we're in that eighty percentile. Um, so that's a nice place to be. Yeah, good to listen to your customers. That uh, how about that? You don't even MB, need an MBA for that. Just listen to your customers, <laughs> right, Jason? Um, so we're that's exactly we're, right. Yeah, we need to wrap up. Um, this was very informational, very helpful. Um, what would you like to add? I mean, if something we didn't ask that you'd like to throw out there, or you know, to close up. No, I think you guys did an incredible job. I think this is an exciting opportunity for all of us as we reach in. If we look back even four or five years ago when we went to IMTS and the big machine tool shows of the world, we saw very few robots and uh, very, very few uh, booths that represented robotics, in fact. And now when you walk a machine tool show, all you see is robotics. Mm. I think we're just on scratching the surface of what this can be in our industry as we look, 30% of all robotic installs will be through the machine tending avenue. And we look forward to being a major part of that. Really, it's our, um, our sole purpose to pioneer this platform on which we will stand. And we look forward to the automation and uh, working with our integrators to provide the perfect solution for our HUS customers going forward. 
So our guest has been Jason McCurdy. It's M-C-C-U-R-D-Y, Jason McCurdy. He is with Phillips Haas Machine Tools. Jason, how would uh, people learn more about you and or your organization? Certainly, you can find me on LinkedIn. You also can find me under uh, www.phillipscorp.com. Okay. Um, and I look forward to everyone reaching out. This is an exciting opportunity for us all, and I think there's, uh, there's big things on the horizon for all of us. Jason, thank you so much for being part of the PSA podcast. Jason, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been my pleasure.